Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we're going to talk about the real estate headlines in the news this week. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, welcome back. I hope you had a good week. We are sitting here recording this on Wednesday and we're about to get another snowstorm coming in. That's what they say. Don't think it's going to happen. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, I do. Well, statistically, they're wrong more than they're right. So I just go with the stats on everything in life. Yes, I like that. Um, um, I just, if the air feels so heavy, I felt, I felt the... It's wet. Yeah. I, it may snow a lot, but I, my prediction is it won't stay on the ground. Uh, my kids are skiing in Alberta and they're getting oh, a whack yeah. of snow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Snow. My, uh, my bestie is in Alberta mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, it sounds... It looks very cold. Every picture she think, posts, she looks freezing. I think it hasn't been, but it's getting there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be minus 17 tomorrow. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to just see how it goes, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, we thought we'd go over, because there's been quite a, a bit of interesting real estate news this week. I would say some attention-grabbing headlines. Um, I will start by saying that from my own perspective, the market definitely feels like it's heating up and uh, things at the lower price point, And by that, I mean everything that's listed under, you know, maybe like ev- everything that seems to be listed around $7.99 or $8.29 or something like that seems to be just yeah, on I would fire. S- I'd say, and that's um, what you would expect if you were to pinpoint where there might be some beginning of some action, it would be in the lower and that's lower. Um, range, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, even uh, a condo I had for sale for a really long time sold finally. Like things just seem like they're, you know, they're moving along a little bit better now. Um, so I wonder, I, um, is it just a function of annual seasonal fluctuations where, you know, typically the end of December and January is quiet? Is it people are have adjusted to interest rate increases and they're, you know, they accepted the new reality and buyers are coming back. Um, is it that the recession we were heading into seems to at least have been postponed, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe all of the above. I do think uh, with your second point about it being people getting used to the interest rates, mm-hmm. I mean, that has to happen eventually. Like, yeah. you're not going to wait forever. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, there there probably was a little bit of interest rates uh Sticker shock um, when we kept getting so many announcements of increases. I mean, how many were there in a row? Were there I, like, I think I lost count. Yeah. I don't know. They just kept coming. And so you could see why, and that's kind of what you might perceive as an unstable or certainly unsettling uh, environment, like what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next, that if you were a buyer, you might want to just, whoa, put the put the brakes on it for a while. And now if you think there might be one more announcement or maybe none, maybe you're feeling a bit more comfortable now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that is just mm-hmm. bound to happen. I mean, yeah. there's just no other option, is there? Yeah. 
Yeah, so to me, it makes sense that it's been uh, starting with the uh, lower-priced houses uh, in some areas where prices are a little bit higher, um, not too much higher, but a bit higher, where um, uh, there's not very much for sale. I would say, I think I've noticed that a little bit in North Toronto. Um, they're doing very well. Um, and I think in uh, um, some condos are doing really well, yeah. So I think uh, I think there's some sign of life that maybe we haven't seen in a while, and that's really yeah, nice. uh, good news. Good news for everybody. It I think. is, yeah. Um, now, interesting. You know, that kind of brings us to the first story that I've been reading a lot about this week, and that is the affordability or I guess I should say unaffordability, of buying your first home in Toronto. So this was a, an article or some information that was put together by Rate Hub. Mm-hmm. And uh, they looked at, you know, all the Canadian Real Estate Association data and compared what is required in terms of income needed to buy a property in 10 major cities across the country. So from an Ontario perspective, they looked at Toronto and Hamilton. So interesting, maybe, is that although, and I mean, this makes sense, but although prices have come down and they've come down relatively uh, substantially in the city, it is now more unaffordable for people to buy a home and getting worse instead of better uh, because, of course, the interest rates. So what we're looking at is an average salary needed now of 207000 in order to break into the Toronto real estate market. That's just absurd. Mm-hmm. That's so hard. Yeah. That's so hard to hear. It is hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there aren't, I mean, I don't know a lot of people that make that salary. I mean, and I guess that can be a combined income. A household income, yeah. Household so, income. you know, two people making 100 maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, not everybody is a two-person unit, and... Um, and and that's getting less and less, as, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Now, they are looking at... Let's We should just make this clarification. They're looking at $207,000 required for a home of the average price. So it doesn't mean, you know, if you want to buy a small... You're a single person, you want to buy a small condo, mm-hmm. you you know, you don't need two hundred. Yeah, there must 000. be a lot of assumptions in that number. Like, are they're making an assumption of an uh, average down payment or mortgage? Yeah, I think so. And uh, the average sale price. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the average sales, sale price being the average Toronto price. Right. Um, which I believe was, I don't have in front of me now, but one, one point... It was 1.8 for a detached, I think. Yeah. And, I can't remember what it was for the others. So, but yeah, that just really, it's disheartening, but also I feel So like what do you do then if you're someone who, you're on your own and you make a great salary, but it's not 200? Yeah. I think the key comes down to the down payment, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That, and that's going to, that's why I asked, because that's going to make you unaverage. Yes. If you, if you somehow can cobble together more than the average down payment, so have less than the average mortgage, you know, the annual income you need obviously drops. Right. That's, right. that's the key. Right. So that's yeah. what people have, that's what you have to do. Yeah. And how I, do you do that? Right. And, uh, that's a good question. And I think that, um, you have to really, if buying a house is something that you want to do, you know, it's something you really have to be focused on. Yeah. You know, it can't just, not just going to happen. I had this conversation with my father who is, you know, an almost 87-year-old kind of stubborn, stuck-in-his-ways old, typical old man. Right. But we had this conversation, I said, because he just thinks 
it is no different from this generation than it's ever been for any other generation. Right. And that they struggle just as much as people are struggling now. And I said, but the difference is, you know, when you bought your house for $35,000, you probably were making 35000 or more at the time. Now, if you buy your house for an average of one point eight, nobody's making one point eight in a year. Yeah. So you made in a year yeah. what your house costs. Yeah. Now that's 1.8. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, that is true. And that, he, he didn't, just did not get that. He just can't see it. There, there's a huge, that makes all the difference. Yeah. I mean, how many years salary is that 1.8? Whereas, yes, you had to struggle to put together that 35,000, but you made that at, right. in a year. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I remember my first house, I think it was 280,000. And I think I made, I made 25 or $28,000 a year at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and it was a struggle. Yeah. So that's probably not a huge difference, right? So that is... Well, that's that's going... That's on the scale. So it's gone up and up and up and up. It's not... It's more than my father experienced when he bought, I guess, in the late 60s, the house they have now. Right. Um, so it was 10 times yeah. my salary, yeah. right? Right. Um, yeah. Is that right? I, yeah. I don't even remember what you yeah, said. What did I 25, say? 25. Yeah. About yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, so so just now that, that's uh, average, you'd be making so it. So your average salary is uh, right. So that's what they're saying. That's yeah. exactly what they're right. saying. Yeah. Now so ten times. Now one point eight million is you know. Right. I was not buying a, house, a yeah. detached home in the city. Yeah. So if you compare apples to apples, yeah. I guess you're if you're buying a that same home today in another market. Where I my first house was in Ajax. You know that would be worth maybe today one point two million. Yeah. So that would mean you know yeah. I'd have to make one hundred and twenty. Yeah. I mean that's not as as outrageous as it sounds. Yeah. T- and that's today. another thing that shifted as well in the generations is, um, you know, first time buyers are almost pricing themselves out of the market in some situations. I find because. They have this, I don't know if it's an HGTV expectation that Mm -hmm. their first house will be their forever house and will be perfect and beautiful and stunning. And they wouldn't make do with that house that we would have when we bought first. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think we digress. It's it's tough. It is. It is tough. Um, This report went on to say that although, you know, Toronto is known for having one of the most expensive housing markets in the country, we were actually seventh in terms of worsening affordability. So there's wow. cities does worse say, than ours. Does it say what the six above us are? What not you, what not on guess? my article. Uh, Vancouver. Vancouver. Um, I don't. I, I would have thought Toronto would be higher than seven. I wonder about Ottawa because it's been really on the rise in terms of um, uh, property value. Uh, and maybe not as high as salaries there. I would yeah, also so wonder about... Look about places where salaries haven't increased at the same rate Like as, Alberta, maybe Calgary yeah. as well. I don't know. Maybe Halifax. Maybe Halifax. Mm. Yeah, interesting though. Montreal, um, I'm not sure. Maybe. But I just, I would have thought for sure Toronto was higher than seven. Yeah. Part um, of our problem, of course, is that we still have this stress test in place. So not only have rates gone up, but we're asking potential buyers to qualify for even more. Yeah than that so i think the we're asking them to qualify at about seven and a half percent yeah so that's it's really tough yeah it is yeah and uh, what else does that article say anything else one thing that i thought was interesting is that hamilton was the only city to actually see an improvement in housing affordability over the last year and is that because prices have dropped so much prices have dropped so much they're about two hundred thousand wow. dollars uh they went from just over a million 
Because income there wouldn't have gone up. So it's the exactly dropping house values. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the drop in house value in Hamilton has been the largest of all cities. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that sucks for someone who owns a property in Hamilton. As you do. As I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a result, they say that the income required to buy a home in the city, right, basing it on 20% down payment has decreased by 4000 and something dollars. Um, and making the average home buyer needing to make one hundred and fifty nine thousand, mm-hmm. which is still pretty substantial for Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've got our next policy rate announcement coming March eighth. We don't know exactly where that's going to go. Um, I, I I find it a little shocking that there's talk of them rising rates again. I just can't quite figure out where the rationale is. I understand inflation. I understand it, but at the same time, you know, it's causing a bit of a crisis. So I, I don't know. Yeah. And I think that, um, I mean, I'm not a financial whiz by any means, but I think they have seen results of their actions to date. So yeah, moderate it, improvement. Isn't it, to, you know, maybe time to, to put the brakes on it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but mm-hmm. I do feel, I do feel for people mm-hmm. for sure. And it kind of goes back to what we said, you know, on an earlier episode about getting creative, you know, like I, this is kind of an interesting digression for a second. Yeah. I have a property for rent in Mississauga and the only people who are coming to rent this large four bedroom home are multi families who are all trying to save money for purchasing. Interesting. Yeah. So I had, you know, there are six people, eight people, um, like eight single people? No, or like families. Oh. Like yesterday, somebody asked me if it was a, a mother and a father, four adult children, and and then there were two younger children or something. But all adult children are working full time and trying to save enough money, you know, to buy. So I mean, good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it is it is very interesting. It's an interesting time. So you know, that's a that's possible. I mean, I, you make fun of people who have, you know, at a certain age roommates, right? Mm-hmm. Not make fun of them, but you know what I mean? You think, oh, okay, it's time to get on your own. But I think now you think, oh, that's a smart move. You can yeah. save some money. You know, and some cultures and that house might be in an area where, you know, there are a lot of people of different cultures where, where the adult children do stay with the parents longer yes. until they can afford to buy their own. Right. That and, might have always been the case. That could have, but I think it, in both cases I talked to these mm-hmm. agents, it was strictly it was a matter wow. of, yeah, like they mm-hmm. all, everybody wants to buy, but this yeah. is the only way they can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I read an article this week about um, uh, housing related to the topic we were talking about, which is housing affordability and, and also supply issues. And I read that 59% of uh, people who responded to a survey done by Remax Canada indicated that they have at least one concern relating to buying or selling their home this year. And the majority of the concern was uh, the rising cost of living and inflation. 34% of buyers indicated that that was their main obstacle, at least in their mind, and probably in their lives, in, in getting over before they could buy. Mm. The other was a lack of affordable housing, which we've talked about. 25% indicated that was their biggest concern. And another 25% worried that the rising cost of rent would impact their ability to mm. save for and eventually purchase a home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's how um, 
you know, respondents the public is, seeing it. is looking towards this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of furthers what we've been talking about. Like, you know, we all have kids that are going to enter the rental market. They're an independent out of school rental market within the next, you know, whatever, five, six years, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we, like, what would your advice be to your kids with respect to moving their lives forward and trying to save, like, rent with roommates as long as you can, stay at home as long as you can. Yeah, I mean, get I, out I on would, your own. Like, what would be your advice? I guess my advice is whatever is going to uh, help you live as frugally as possible for a few years. I would try to instill in them, you know, they have a, my kids have a very strong work ethic, but they have a little bit of a spend problem. And I would try and uh, incur them to kind of, suck it up for you know a couple of years and live as cheaply as possible with the ultimate goal of saving that money so for me i mean the cheapest way possible is to live at home Mm -hmm. and so i think i would push that in the past whereas in the past i wouldn't have yeah i think we're seeing a lot of that now um and it makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah i'm not sure i have two minds of it for sure alternatively you know Maybe we shall be buying our buying houses, either for our kids to live in in that five or six years time, or else to sell and make some money from. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah, I guess there's been a lot of talk about that too, yeah. right? Parents yeah. buying their home. Yeah. Their, what their you said you have two minds. What about what well, you would tell your kid? Yeah, I mean, part of me would say, I think yeah, that makes sense. Save save some money and do what you have to do. But I think the other part of me would say, well you know, your independence as an adult yeah. is more important maybe than buying a home yeah. for yeah. until you're yeah. a certain age. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess it would depend. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have a, a couple years. Uh, mine go to University of Towns and uh, they're in residence now and they're moving into their first kind of student rentals next year. And so they're going to have, you know, three or four years experience by that point of living with roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they've got that independence. Will they want to move back home? I don't know. Right. Cause you live at, you know, you live in my house, you live with my rules. Um, yeah. so that's going to be a factor that I don't know yet how to anticipate that's going to go. Because if my, if my thinking is the best way to save money is to live at home, you know, by going away to university, I might've just killed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, and, um, you know, that maturity or that independence is, is happens early. My daughter is in her first year renting a house and she's with four other girls renting a house in Halifax. And the learnings, I would say the learnings she's gone through in that housing situation are far more than the learning she's done at school. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, real life. So once the gate is open, yeah, it's almost, you know, my, my, my answer is, is, you know, Maybe unlikely to happen. Yeah. Well, sure. Would you rather be book smart or street smart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting times as our kids are all, mm. all the same. They're all the same age, pretty much. So yeah. I also think you know what's going to change is um, you know I think that girl that I'm talking about, you know her the likely of her, her live likelihood of her living in Toronto is low. Right. No interest. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want it. So I that makes it a little easier. It anyway. makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. And. Uh, 
the boys, I think, uh, I think it's likely one will stay in Toronto. It's likely one won't stay in Canada. So that's going to be another challenge. Like, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. I guess I don't know what I would say. I have to wait till it happens. Yeah. I mean, think to the future, but, and act now. Try and instill in them kind of the uh, learnings or the thinkings that I have mm-hmm. that I can share um, about, you know, for example, the need to go out for dinner all the time or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I, that's right. I hope that my kids learn some financial wisdom from me. Um, but um, and they ignore the financial lessons they're learning from traveling business class, having Wi-Fi on the plane, yes, getting a gold <laughs> room at the hotel for yes. the view. Yes, that's not going to end up um, helping you buy a house. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, next article, uh, and there's been a couple of these this week where um, reporters are talking about there being signs of life coming back into the market, just mm-hmm. as we've experienced. Yeah. And they're starting to report on it now. You I, know. That's what I said earlier. I think the, our, um, the first week of March, when the February stats come out, I think we're going to see um, a reverse in yeah. the trend. I don't think we'll be maybe in the positive numbers, but we're not going to be further declining. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it happens. there's something going so, on. Oh, yeah. Well, they talk in this article specifically, which was in the Globe and Mail, they they list a couple of different properties. One in Scarborough uh, that was eight ninety nine this week and sold for a million and thirty eight with sixteen offers. One in Richmond Hill, which was listed for one three and sold for one four eight seven with ten offers. Um, I experienced one where it was listed for seven ninety nine and they had twenty one offers and it sold for nine eighty two. So there, and that was a pickering. So it seems like it is happening all over the place, which is great. And uh, this is what I've experienced. If you are listing the property low with an offer date, you're likely to sell it. But mm-hmm. if you are listing it at market value, you're likely not going to sell it. Well, it all depends on where you are and what your price point is. Yes, like but that. I saw a number of weeks ago, this was great. I saw eight houses one day in Toronto all downtown, four of them with offer dates, four of them without. The four with offer dates all sold on offer night for good money. All four of the ones without offer dates have not sold. And these are good properties. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, And in certain areas like Durham, every single home is now listed with an offer date again. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's not, it's unlikely to move right now. Mm-hmm. So and I'm, I'm talking about reasonably, I'm not talking about the two three million dollar no, mark home no. i'm talking about yeah. your average home. because yeah and that at that price point you definitely wouldn't pursue that strategy but those homes i think are the ones that are still sluggish yeah uh, the, i think over three million i think yeah, you said in january there. there were only three sales over three million yeah and um i think now those homes are not seeing the uptick that we've been noticing that's right yeah the the luxury market is slower to rebound it's always the first to soften always and the last to rebound but they also list another one here this is in east york this was good uh listed for a semi three-bedroom semi 995 and 24 bit uh 24 offers in sold for 1455 what street was that on dewurst oh yeah yeah so uh, my that grandfather was, that was built all the houses on Dewhurst. Oh, get out! Wow, that's when awesome. They first came to Canada. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we're seeing a lot of that. I think it's going to be interesting. And and you know, 
my point, I guess, in this story is that you have to be very careful with your pricing strategy right now. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to maybe take some chances mm -hmm. by listing it lower than you feel comfortable doing mm -hmm. just to see if it works. And like we've talked about a hundred times, if it backfires, it's not really a big deal. You can just relist it. Yeah. There's no stigma to that. No stigma. So why wouldn't you try it? Why wouldn't you try it? Yeah. And you know, people have to be kind of used to that strategy because we had what an unprecedented number of years doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, for what, maybe six months, we kind of backed away from it, but it shouldn't be a shift in people's mindsets that that's a worthy strategy to try. That's right. So I feel right now like it's going to be a good opportunity for sellers in the next couple of months as things start to warm up. And I mean, warm up with the weather that tends to, you know, just bring people out again and get more properties on the market. But I think it also, I don't think we could get too much inventory, but I do feel like a lot of people will be listing in the next couple months. So your timing is probably really important. You just have yeah. to be really careful to not jump in the fray with everyone else, but at the same time, you know, have your place ready to go if it's something that you're thinking about doing. Yeah, have so, it ready and just... So when do you think is the time to do it? If I you mean, had a place to sell, when would you do it? I think I I might do it now. Yeah. Um, Like right now, but I also may wait another month. But I, I think... The important point of all this is have it ready and yeah. just and if go we wait another month, we're still only talking about you know the end of March, March. and so that is still yeah. early in the season. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you, but I, I don't mean, know. We could have dips. It yeah. could be you know really good now for a couple of weeks and then die down again if we get too much on, coming out on the market, which I don't think we will. But yeah, but, I mean, um, people's natural inclination is to wait till the weather is nicer, till the tulips have broken through the ground, but because people have that natural inclination. That's what everybody does. And you yeah. don't, if you can avoid it, you don't want to go to market when everybody else does. Yeah. I mean, you can do things to, to make sure that you're the one that sells yeah. when there are others listed. But, you know, yeah. ideally you want to be in a good market when a lot of people aren't thinking it is. But you also need to be out for sale when buyers are out. Yeah. And I'm not sure... We yeah. are, we have enough. Are of there going to be more? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, so it's, it's a April fine and May. Yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. Yeah. You don't want to wait because sometimes if you wait until the week after March break, like yeah. everyone else does, yeah, you could end up with. Yeah, I like. I always like the week after Easter. That's I think April 9th this year. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. But no reason not to do it now from what you've seen. Yeah, from mm -hmm. what I've seen, especially if you live if you if you own a townhome in Pickering, <laughs> good lord, sell it now. <laughs> don't wait. There's yeah. no reason to wait. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm I'm just anxious to see what happens. I think also the lack of inventory will be obviously a problem going forward. And I think everyone is assuming the same. I think that we just have to wait and see. I, I know I keep saying the same thing, but I, I'm a little flabbergasted because we haven't quite seen this before. Mm -hmm. This really never, I don't think in the history of real estate, have we had low inventory at the same time as we have rising interest rates. And mm -hmm. it's just, they're counterintuitive mm -hmm. to each other. Should right. be one goes with the other. It's right. so bizarre. Right. So I'm not sure anybody really can predict mm -hmm. how things are going to go. We just have to feel it out. Right. So that's kind of what I was saying about I just agree. getting ready to go. Cause it could be a blip where one week it's on fire 
So be ready and, mm-hmm. and sell that week, mm-hmm. you know, and your hopefully your realtor will know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, any other articles that caught your eye this week that you want to mention? Um, I've, I can't remember where I read it, so I'm not going to have any stats or anything in front of me, but, um, I have read that, um, the cottage country market, um, which I think softened a bit last summer, uh, is expected to be very strong. Interesting. Okay. And I, um, I think that maybe discretionary spending on real estate kind of, uh, took a dive in times of uncertainty, but maybe that's an indication of people coming back to the market and people's confidence and um, recession, anxiety, release, I guess, maybe. So I thought I read a little bit of that this week. That box the whole inflation situation, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's an interesting prediction. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. Um, You know, in the news, um, not particularly this week, but in the last couple of weeks, there have been a lot or a few, well, a lot of news stories about a few cases where, um, houses have sold without the homeowner's knowledge, mm-hmm. which is, you know, frightening as hell. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I haven't heard any new cases or seen that in the news this week, but certainly everybody would have read or heard about that. And I was getting lots of calls about that in the last mm-hmm. week or so. I don't know if you were, Janelle, but yeah, um, I had a few people wondering um, how that could happen in the first place and what they could do to prevent it, you know, where they are, people are wondering if they're at risk and are, have they done everything they could yeah. to prevent that from possibly happening to them? And I don't know, uh, you've done a, a bit more research about it maybe than I have, but my, and so correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that um, I think there've been about 30 cases. More That's than we thought. Said. More yeah. than we thought. Yeah. And tends to be either uh, where owners are at a distance. Yeah. So they're not on top of their property, mm-hmm. but also some cases where um, it's almost like these criminals have cased the houses mm-hmm. and they know when the homeowner, you know, snowbirds, for example, or yeah. when they know when there's um, absences. Right. So they're smart. Uh, and they, they're, they're looking smart, for... smart, however, let me just yeah. interject and say, if you're one of those people who still have their Christmas lights up, <laughs> we know you're not living here. Yeah. So they're not that smart. Right. It's, it's pretty, pretty obvious. obvious. Yeah. 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 And but, there are a lot yeah. of them. And they're not just your fly-by-night criminals. These are... It's organized crime doing yeah, this. It's, it's, is the it's, other thing that I read in the story. And um, so that's kind of the two categories of homes that have been affected is, yeah. um, you know, absent owners and... and extended absence uh owners and they're they're being flagged and and pursued and um and in terms of what you can do um you know the the number one thing i think is uh title insurance yeah right that's right Um, most of us should have that but i guess some people well what i've kind of realized is you know if you bought your house a number of years ago, it might not have have been as automatic. That's right. It wasn't mandatory. As prevalent. Yeah. And so there might be a whole slew of people out there who've yeah. been in their homes for quite a long That's time right. and didn't do it. Now, this won't necessarily prevent this no, from happening, but, but, but it will kind of the only thing ensure you can do. that you, yeah. yeah. There is one thing that we can all do as as realtors, which I think has has been missing. And that is, you know, when a house sells or it's being purchased, we need to fill out FinTrack forms. And we look at 
the person's ID. We fill it out on FinTrack. It goes somewhere. I don't know where. And we never <laughs> it goes see it again. Mm-hmm. So I think some of this responsibility is on us to take more care in making sure that the information we're reporting is accurate. I'm sure there are a lot of people that just take a, a driver's license number down and don't look at the license themselves, don't verify the data. Um, yeah, I agree. But I think unless we have a more sophisticated, you know, multi-authentication identification system and process in place, yeah, uh, greater care and attention, although uh, a good goal, is not going to solve the problem. No, I'm not suggesting it will, but yeah. I am saying that we like can, when we I can look at a driver's license. Am I a hundred percent confident that I'm going to be able to discern? If yeah, but it's, you're looking at the license. Yeah. I'm saying a lot of people are just taking down license numbers. Right, they're not looking. Right. How so often, at a minimum, you should look at it. How often do you it. verify who's on title? Right, like say you are a new agent and and I call you and I say I want you to come and sell my house and you go okay great what's your name and you write it down maybe you don't even check title it's possible you don't well that's that's sure that's but these absurd, but, but yeah. apparently it's happening yeah. so you yeah know, so seeing a physical license is better than just jotting down a number and not seeing it but I really still don't think that that is is enough. I think, oh, no. And no. again, I'm not suggesting it is. I'm just I never saying there are little things it, that we can do to yeah. try to, on our end, to try to solve, yeah. uh, you know, some of the issue from, from our perspective. And I, and I know for a fact how many new inexperienced agents there are out there that don't check things yeah. effectively. Yeah. And so I'm saying as yeah. a seller or a buyer out there, if you're listening to this, you know, you need to ask those questions to your realtor to make sure that they're doing their due diligence on their end. It's a small thing, but it's it's something that could have that this article I read says specifically that in many of these cases, just cross checking title with proper ID would have potentially caught some issues here. May have, but yeah, my still hold hang up is if I see, if I'm a criminal, I see that house is empty. I see Mary Jones owns it on title and anybody can find that out. I get a driver's license made up in Mary Jones name and I present exactly. myself as Mary that's Jones. Right. Is the average real estate agent going to have the ability to discern that's not no, Mary Jones? Absolutely not. And that's, that's the concern of what's going on. But uh, so there's, you know, a um, lot that we can do to improve how we work. Systems are in place. We just have to make sure all real estate agents follow them. And homeowners, um, if, you bought your, if you bought your house a while ago and didn't buy home uh, title insurance, you know, make sure you do that now. And then as Janelle mentioned, like, um, if you're going to be away from your house, there are things that yeah, yes. take down the decorations. Yeah. Have, I mean, it might even be an insurance requirement, but have somebody pop into your house. Yeah. Um, make sure that, you know, the flyers aren't jammed uh, in the front door. Um, make sure the mail, mailbox isn't full. Have some of automated cases, people lights. People moved in. Yeah. Like they've fully yeah. moved in. Yeah. And yeah. Um, lights on and off. And like then there sold are, it. You know, have someone else park in your driveway. That's right. You know, a lot of people that, so the things you can do. Yeah. So you don't just identify yourself as a target. Yeah. There's, there's no foolproof method here, no. but at least we can try to do these little, little things, all of us in conjunction, mm-hmm. um, you know, to try to make it a little, and you know the number one in that regard difficult. that drives me crazy 
is um, these people who post on Facebook or Instagram pictures of themselves away on vacation. Right. Like, right. how nice for you, but how stupid of you. Well, yeah. I, I, I never do that. Yeah, assuming that there's... I would never do that. Right. Oh, I do. Oh, I think that's the number one thing to avoid. Yeah. That's, that's putting a target on your house. Well, that's assuming no one's there to, you know... Well, these are, this is organized mafia crime. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, I, you know, I think that news story peaked, but um, get on it if you don't have title insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. It's cheap too. I think it's only it $500. And it's only once. Yeah. And it's forever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess that's probably it. That probably wraps up our stories of the week. Yeah. Um, the only other one I would say is... Um, uh, get in your what is oh, it the called? Your vacancy vacant home, vacant home tax, tax document application form. Yeah, by uh, February twenty eighth. Declaration. I think. Uh, remember to do that. Yeah, um, it was uh, apparently quite a few people missed the initial deadline. Yeah, I yeah, think only eighty percent. Yeah, did yeah, it, which you know. Yeah, I yeah. Think it's other, you get charged. You get charged. You know, yeah. on your taxes, and the, it's it's not insignificant. Yeah, I mean, if you just. If you don't even hand in the form, yeah, they're going to assume, make some exactly. assumptions. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we could go on about that. But yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, great. So hopefully, uh, if you have any questions, you'll feel comfortable reaching out to us because we love to answer them. Uh, make sure you're following us on all of our social channels as well, which is the Janelle Cameron team. And in the meantime, we wish you happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.